My name is Bill Crockett, and welcome to the Biblical Counseling Series entitled, Let's Talk Marriage, a biblical look at marriage and what it involves before we do it. God bless you as you study together. Okay, it's time for our next session, session number seven, which is our study of children and parenting. And at the, on page 26 of your study guide, uh, we have the lesson on children. You'll notice the question at the top of the page. God, you mean we are responsible for them? And this just kind of brings out the main principle uh, surrounding children and God's view of children. And we want to discuss this briefly before we get started into the outline. And that is that children are a gift from God, and they bring responsibility. In Psalm 127, verses 3, 4, and 5, listen to what God says. Sons are a heritage from the Lord. Children a reward from Him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gates. Sons are a heritage from the Lord, and children are a reward from Him. Today in our society, because of our human quest to satisfy our own lustful desires in sex, we have begun as a society to look at children as a hassle, an inconvenience, a necessary evil, an unwanted expense. I mean, we, we have young people and, and adults getting pregnant and giving birth to children who don't want children. They were, what they wanted was the sex. And unfortunately for them, it ended up in a pregnancy. That's why abortion is such a huge issue today. God intended for sex to be inside of marriage, and for it to be used in two ways. Number one, as an expression of love between a husband and a wife, and also as a uh, biological means of procreating, of bringing human beings into the world through childbirth. So children are very, very important to God, and this is something that must be taken very, very seriously. And so when you consider marriage... If God chooses to bless you with children, and He doesn't everybody, but if He chooses to give you children, then there are a few things that you need to consider and you need to learn from the Bible about having children before you get married. And these are things you need to settle with each other before you ever walk down that marriage aisle. So let's look at these things today. We're going to look at three things, and you'll see them on page 26 of your outline. Number one, children are a gift from God. And we're going to just talk briefly about that, but you need to understand that if you have children, it's because God gave them to you. And if God gave them to you, it's because He knows you can handle them, and He wants you to raise them. Number two, planning and thought should be giving to having children. Um, I know this sounds a little bit um, simplistic, but I hope that the two of you understand what causes children. And if you do that, there is the possibility that a child is going to be produced in the womb of the woman. 
And so you, you have to think about this. You, you, have to, um, you have to take some planning and, and think about and pray about this. We'll talk about that in a minute. And number three, rearing and training children. Um, how do you do that? What all is involved? And, and so we want to talk about that. So first of all, children are a gift from God. In Psalm 127, the verses we read, we see that they are given to us by God. And you need to understand that because there is the possibility that God may not choose to give you children. If so, that's God's choice. It's not yours. You didn't do anything wrong. God doesn't think less of you if you don't have children. That's just God's plan for your life. God may choose to give you children. God may choose not to give you biological children, but to allow you to adopt children. There are a number of ways that God can put children into your life. But the main principle from the scripture that you need to remember is that children are a gift from God. He controls that. Number two, um, God not only gives them, but he requires responsibility if he gives them to you. Psalm 127, verses 3 through 5, it says that they're like arrows in the hand of a warrior, which means we're responsible to make sure we point those arrows in the right direction so that when they are let go into adulthood, that they live their life and they walk in the right direction. Proverbs 22 and verse 6, Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4 talks about bringing up children in the nurture and admonition or the training and discipline of the Lord. So there is a responsibility. If God sees fit to give you children, then he holds you responsible for them, for taking care of them, for raising them, and for training them. Number two, planning and thought should be given to having children. Now in verse 3, the Bible says, Sons are a heritage from the Lord, Psalm 127 that is, and children are a reward. God gives them to you, but when he does, there are four things you need to remember, practical things about having children. And you need to pray about this and talk about this together. Number one, children require time. Um, When you first get married, if you don't have any children... Uh, And some of you may be getting married, and and one or both of you already have children. And so children are being brought into the marriage already. But for those of you that may be listening to this, and uh, you've never been married before, or you don't have any children, then you're going to have a period of time where it's just going to be the two of you. And that means that all of your time can be devoted to each other and your careers. However, when children come along, they require time. So a lot of that time you were used to having for yourself is now going to have to be given to these children. And that's part of your responsibility. Number two, children create responsibility. You have to take care of them. You have to make sure that they are fed. You have to make sure that they're clothed. You have to make sure that um, medically they're taken care of. You have to make sure that they're trained. You have to make sure that, that they get instruction. Children create responsibility. You cannot just leave them alone. They are your responsibility. Number three, children must be a priority over our career. You can't say that, well, I have a career. I've got two children, but I have a career to worry about. No, you can't do that. Children have to take a priority over the career. They're more important than your career. So if if you're planning to have children, 
and you're going to pray about and actively seek to have children, you've got to realize that. And that's something that you need to talk about prior to getting married. A lot of times, couples get married, one of the, one of the uh, people in the couple want to have a lot of children, the other one doesn't. One wants to raise a family, the other one wants to um, pursue a career, and it's never talked about. Until after you're married, and all of a sudden one day, uh, the wife comes in and says, I'm pregnant. And one or both are extremely upset because they didn't want that. Well, if you don't want that, then one of two things has to be true. Number one, don't get married. Or number two, if you get married, don't do what causes children to be made. Um, neither of which is a pleasant thought if you're listening to this, because I'm assuming that you are considering getting married. So these are things that you need to talk about and make sure that together you have settled these issues before you get married, lest it cause a strife in your marriage. And then number four, children require God's wisdom and direction. Just like marriage, you cannot make it without God. You've got to have His wisdom. You've got to have His direction. And you've got to learn how to do things His way. And so when you have children, it's no different. That's a whole other aspect of life now that you're taking on that has a whole other set of rules in the Scriptures and guidelines on how to do it correctly. But just like, just like marriage, God gives you a book that gives you instructions on how to do it, and that book is the Bible. So, children are a gift from God. Planning and thought should be given to having children. But then finally, number three, rearing and training children. Let's talk for just a minute about the two aspects of of rearing children. Ephesians 6 and verse 4 says, Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, but bring them up in the instruction and the discipline of the Lord. Uh, Let me read it to you uh, out of the NIV. It says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. There are two aspects of rearing children. Number one is instruction. They have to be taught. Proverbs 22 and verse 6. Train a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it. They have to be taught right and wrong. You know, it's interesting that whenever a child comes into this world, you don't have to teach him how to say no. They already know how to do that for some reason. You have to teach them how to do the right things. You have to teach them how to be right. And so um, there has to be instruction, and that's the parent's responsibility. It's not the church, the Christian school. um, It's not the neighbors. It's not the Sunday school teacher. It's the parent's responsibility to teach their children what God says is the right and wrong thing to do. So there's instruction. And you need to talk about how you're going to train and instruct your children if God sends them to you. Well, then number two, and this may be the hardest part, and that's the discipline. Part of training is instruction, but another part of training is discipline. Now, what is this? It's the reinforcement of the instruction. Let me read you several verses in the book of Proverbs that talk about discipline. Proverbs 13 and verse 24. He who spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is careful to discipline him. Proverbs chapter 19 and verse number 18. Here the Bible says this, Discipline your son, 
for in that there is hope. Do not be a willing party to his death. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse number 15. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far from him. Proverbs 23, verses 13 and 14. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you punish him with the rod, he will not die. Punish him with the rod and save his soul from death. And then Proverbs chapter 29, verses 15 and 17. Verse 15, the rod of correction imparts wisdom, but a child left to himself disgraces his mother. Verse 17, discipline your son and he will give you peace. He will bring delight to your soul. But you know there's a right way to discipline. And today in our society, unfortunately, uh, we have distorted this. There is child abuse on every turn, and that is very unfortunate. But there is a proper way to discipline. Let me give you four aspects of biblical discipline. Number one, it must be done in love. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning in verse number 4, listen to what God says. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood, and you have not forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you As sons, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of our spirits and live? Our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good, that we may share in His holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Discipline is a part of training. It must be done in love, not out of anger, not out of frustration, not out of hate. It must be done in love. Number two, it's done to reinforce the instruction. Children have to be taught that when we do not do right, when we disobey what is right, there is an adverse consequence. Number three, discipline has to be painful. In Hebrews 12, and verse 11, it says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. If it doesn't hurt, it doesn't work. When we used to, when we were raising our children, one of the things we would do whenever they got in trouble or if they disobeyed is we would go in a room um, privately. I would ask them if they knew what they did wrong. I would explain it to them so they understood. Make sure they understand because if they don't understand, they're not going to learn. So I would make sure they understood. Then I would tell them I used a little paddle. And uh, I would say, now we're going to just get one swap with a paddle. They would bend over. I would give them one swap with a paddle, and it hurt. It stung. 
Uh, I would put the paddle aside. They would, of course, they would cry. I would immediately hold them and love them, and then we would pray together because I wanted them to know, even though the discipline is painful, I'm doing it because I love you and not out of anger or because I hate you. I'm not doing it to vent. I'm doing it because I love you. And then finally, I would explain that God wants me to discipline so that you learn not to do wrong. Because when you do wrong, it hurts you and God loves you. And that's the fourth thing. True discipline, done the right way, brings about righteous living when you do it properly. Children are a great blessing from God. And if God sees fit to bless you with children, I hope that you will realize the extreme importance and responsibility of having children. So make sure that you talk to each other. Go through the personal application and private meditation sections of this lesson. Talk about children. Talk about how you were raised, how you were trained, and then discuss together how if God gives you children, you're going to raise and train and discipline your own children. Those things need to be talked about long before you ever walk down that marriage aisle. God, do you mean we're responsible for them? And the resounding answer is, yes, you are. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this session of Let's Talk Marriage. For a copy of our study booklet or more information on the entire series, visit our website at www.fycp.org. And may God continue to bless you and your relationship. Have a great week.